This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got to keep it interesting. And when I say interesting, I mean gross. I'm Alex Higley. And I'm Lindsay Hunter. And I'm, I'm a, a writer. writer, but... Welcome to I'm a Writer But. Today we have Nikki Dolson, who's the author of the novel All Things Violent and the story collection Love and Other Criminal Behavior. Her stories have appeared in Vautrin, Triquarterly, Tough, Thuglet, and other publications. Her fiction has been nominated for a Derringer, and her short her story Neighbors was selected for Best American Mystery and Suspense 2021. Ooh. Amazing. <laughs> How do they even you don't even know that they're considering you, right? Um, in this case, I did not. I did yeah. not submit the story. I submitted uh, two others because l- literally there's an email and you can just email. I printed, I, I published this last year and sent it. Um, and they will do that because, uh, you know, there's lots of things everywhere mm-hmm. and it's hard to read it all. But yeah, um, um, Todd Robbins over at Botran, I guess, uh, I don't know if you just sent my story or sent the whole issue um, to them. And yeah, they read it Steph Cha and uh, the guest editor Alifair Burke um, read it and and picked me and I like screamed around the house and then (laughs) sent like a screenshot to all of my mutuals like is this real is somebody like I'm going (laughs) you know I mean everything's on Twitter so I go on Twitter and I'm looking I'm like nobody's talking about it is it not real is this a scam oh this is like you, you called it earlier, it's bucket list stuff. Yeah, completely. Like I can just, I can cross that off. Cause I just, you know, I thought the best thing ever was when I just got in the back. Cause you know, they have like the, oh, for the, sure. yeah, the honorable mentions yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 I managed that, uh, 2016. Yes. Um, and I was like, yes, this is close enough. We're counting it. Yes. <laughs> hell Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I would put that on all the rest of like all my future books. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, yes. You're just in it. You're in the book. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 Forever. Forever. Well, that's you amazing. Know. And congratulations. And uh, I will get a copy of that to read. <laughs> I can't believe I have never read. I love mystery and suspense writing and I have never mm-hmm. read that anthology before. I, I, no, I, I, I got to pick it up. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I mean, honestly, it is the thing that got me back into pursuing writing. Oh, wow. Uh, Interesting. I, I, I ran across a 2005 
uh, BAMs at the, uh, God, where was I at? Oh, at like a Sabres thrift store. Yeah. Um, and it was like, but uh, I think Michael Shabon was guest yeah. editing it. So what was in there was like Dennis Lehane mm-hmm. and all these other writers that I had never read before. And just, but I mean, like it ran the gamut from like full on crime to like fantasy crime and just everything in between. And it was just like, oh, you can do all this in in a short story and and all of these worlds and they all work together. Like I get why they're in this book together because they're just at that level um and hit you know different parts of you when you're reading it and it was just like okay this this is the thing I'm going to do um and it was I kept it forever I still have it still sitting on my shelf that that particular bam is the greatest thing um and so uh whether you're into crime and mystery and all that I think there's you know these aren't straight you know these aren't necessarily PI stories or Agatha Christie or things Mm -hmm. like that they are um I think uh, consistently another level of depth is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's rarely just about the crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's literary. It's literary mystery and suspense. I guess is what how people would. Yeah, talk about I mean, that, you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, I I definitely get caught up in the plot and a lot of things, but to to dig into character more, and right. I think consistently those stories that show up there are doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not immersed in that world. It's fun to hear you even rattle off like nuances <laughs> of the genre just right at your fingertips. Like, yeah, it's not really a PI one. It's more like an Agatha Christie. It's like, I don't know. I, I love that. I love that. On that note, I want to hear you read. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to read a story called The Mistress. Yes. Um, book. Yes. Um, so, okay, I'll start. Um, <clears throat> I am the mistress. See me lurk in the near dark. See that man walking into the suburban dollhouse, the guy in the good suit with the well-trimmed beard that is softer than you can imagine. He used to be mine. He hasn't seen me yet. I'm parked a half block down the street. If he were to look this way, though, he would recognize me. I'm not in a wig or dressed in a cat burglar black, head tucked into a balaclava. I'm in that blue dress he likes, the gun, a Beretta subcompact, a gift from a different boyfriend is in my purse. The only concessions I've made to my task are the kitten heels I'm wearing. They have bows in the back. I check my lipstick and hair in the visor mirror and smile. If I get caught, I'm gonna look good for my mugshot. See the mistress kill time by swiping left on the dating app she met him on. I see men hugging women in their profile pics, couples looking for thirds, men writing about wanting a long-term relationship, but still listing casual sex under wants, left, left, left. Mr. Adulterer's profile had none of these things. There were only two pictures of him. Each showed off his sweet smile and intense gaze. I got chills looking at his picture. You're beautiful, he wrote to me, gorgeous lips. I would like to do things to you, but first you should let me buy you dinner. So I did. Then I let him take me to his hotel room where he unzipped my blue dress, then contorted my body in all the best ways. He is a talker. It was how he spoke to me. 
his voice low and smooth that did me in. I felt the reverberation of his voice in me for days after he severed contact with me three weeks ago. It's full dark now. His street is empty. All the luxury vehicles snug in their garages. Teacup dogs and the wives who own them all drugged for the night. Often we met at his house. Glorious afternoons spent in each other's company, thrilled by the possibility of his neighbors looking at us. Sometimes we met in hotel rooms on the strip. Rarely we met at my apartment downtown. He didn't like my place. It's too something. He meant it was too me. All my dresses and heels and pinup girl style. I should have known he was about to end things. I am the mistress. See me make to his house, peek through the window and gaze into the darkened rooms. His is a dollhouse of perfection. Everything just so, but a doll is missing. Where is his missus? I wonder if she's left him. She did sound upset when I called her this morning. Upset, but not surprised. All that matters is he's home alone right now. The house doesn't have an alarm, but it does have a broken lock on the sliding glass door. He didn't fix the lock because his wife nagged him about it. As soon as she stops, I'll fix it. 15 years of marriage and you'd think she'd know me. She doesn't get me at all, baby. Not like you do. Then he pushed me to my knees. Mr. Adulterer likes his mistress on her knees. I wonder how much time the doll has spent on her knees in her perfectly appointed home. Did the cold seeping up from the kitchen floor tiles make her knees ache like it had mine? I wonder how he will look on his knees. I am the mistress. See me move silently from room to room on a path of artfully strewn rugs. I loop the kitchen twice and run fingers down the marble counters. I caress the stainless steel appliances. I peek at the laundry room. I wonder about the stack of half-folded towels. I decide the doll has left him. I nearly giggle, but refrain. I wonder what he will say when he sees me. I stop in the dining room and admire the cherry wood table with its eight-place settings. Hundreds of dinners were eaten here while Mr. and Mrs. faint happiness. I wonder how long he was married before he stopped being happy with her. I wonder if it was longer than the four months it took for him to get bored with me. I hear a noise and press myself against the china cabinet, purse clutched it to my chest. I hold my breath and listen. Again, the sound. Panting? Like someone exercising, maybe. Mr. Adulterer is suddenly worried about the extra pounds. Or, perhaps, he's found a new playmate. I think of his last email to me after I begged to know why we were over. He wrote, it was just sex, baby, and you look like you could use the attention. I can't wait to give him some attention. I pull the Beretta and move quickly into the living room. The noise stops, and so do I. It's dark except for the television, which is on but muted. The back of his favorite chair is in front of me. His hand dangles off one side. I step onto the hardwood floor. My kitten heels tap, tap, tap as I walk around the chair, but he doesn't say a thing. Hello, love. 
I croon as I walk around the chair, then stop. She rises from her knees, leaving the knife protruding from his belly. I am the mistress, come face to face with the missus. The television bathes us in an awful light. She is speckled with blood from pale face to bare feet. Her ballerina bun is perfectly messy. She folds her arms over her chest. You won't need that, she says, eyeing my gun. I look at him. If I ignored the blood, he seems like he's sleeping. I wonder why I don't feel sad. I guess not, I say. She reaches out and pats my bare shoulder. Her finger is still slick with blood. Let's have a drink. Nikki, how fun was that to write? <laughs> it was the greatest fun. Um, <laughs> I, I got, I was asked to write something for a, a like a, a radio thing and, and I hadn't written in a long time. I was like, I got to do something. I got to do something. And I'm like, okay, we'll go to my strengths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something that you were going to read on the radio? Yes. That oh, is where cool. it started. So you knew as you were going into it, I'm going to read this aloud. Yes. It kind yes. of gives it a different like feel as you're writing it, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is with nearly everything that I'm in the process of writing, I'm constantly reading it out loud back to myself mm -hmm. because to, for me to be happy with, it has to have a certain bounce to it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, yeah, it's rhythm and that, but it's just got to kind of, you just want to kind of roll with it. And mm -hmm. if I can't get it there, then I'll, it, it feels broken to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I keep pushing that. And if I can't read it well, then does it, I mean, can somebody, a, a different reader, you know, pick up my book? It does it work that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, you know, reading aloud and, you know, just reading to yourself are two different things, but I think there's uh, a, entertainment wise there's the commonality there that you just have to get yeah. sucked into it we want to be entertained as we're writing <laughs> yes. just as much as people reading do for sure nikki <laughs> can we go back to uh picking up that 2005 edition of bam and yeah. what you were doing maybe before that you said that got you back into writing so i was really curious to know kind of what your path has been to, to this point right now um so I got married at like 20, 21, um, and had kids. That's what I did with my 20s. Um, I had no real creative outlet. And so I, I wasn't writing. I wasn't doing anything. I, I was, I quilted. I, I painted things. Me and HGTV were really tight for a long time. <laughs> um, but I had no like creative outlet. And I just... I was fucking miserable. Yeah. Um, how many kids? Truly, how many kids was it? I have three. I have <gasps> Me three. too. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, the thing was, like, I had the last thing I had written um, for my own enjoyment was probably in high school, but it was still a thing that I loved to do. Uh, I just hadn't done it in a decade mm -hmm. plus. Um, and then you know my my youngest was uh gonna be three and i was like that's it we're not having any more <laughs> you never touch me again because um, all of my kids are three years and nine months apart essentially 
Oh my goodness. So wow. like by the time they turned three, it was like, I'm pregnant. Um, and it's just being pregnant and, and trying to work and, you know, the root, keep the roof over your head mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, be a person in the world took all of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the little kids, they, they're just, you know, they, they require a lot of attention and you mm-hmm. want to, you know, they're cuddle monsters and I'm all oh, yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there comes a point where I, t- it took me a long time to get my feet back under me after each pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, so I was just kind of like face down in in just, you know, diapers and bills and working. And then at some point around time, they're three, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And this time I didn't get pregnant. This time I signed up for a writing class. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and uh, the summer before that, I found that uh, anthology. And I'm like, oh, these will be kind of fun to read. And I read it. And I think I read I look, people I'd never read before. Like, I'd never heard of them. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, it was my 20s. I was just diapers and working. And I didn't do anything for me. Please. I mean, there, oh, yeah, to this day, me. I'm like, wait, who? Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. like you, you know, it's like that just happens. <laughs> yes, and it's just like I, I was like, oh, these are these are really cool. But I read Dennis Lehane's story until Gwen, and I went, I, I, I want to do something that makes me feel like I do when I get done with the story. I mm-hmm. want to try to do that for somebody else. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I used to write. Let's try writing. Writing might be work for us. Um, so I signed up for this class and I'm thinking workshop. So we're all going to get like a prompt maybe. And I don't know, read some Shakespeare. No, 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 no. But no, no, this teacher, it was a workshop class. It's a college level workshop class, like bring your work in oh and gosh. we're going to dissect it. Oh. But I didn't know. I didn't know these things. Man. So I was like, and they were like, and you, what's your name? And I'm like, Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like great you're gonna have a story next week and i'm like what <laughs> what what do you mean <laughs> and i did he was like yep you're up and and that was it like that there was no there was he didn't give us a prompt he didn't tell us to read anything he goes okay look you know how a story works right and he was met with 20 people who blinked at him he's like oh. <laughs> okay I'm not drinking. Okay, we're going to do this. Okay. This is how a story functions. I tease him, but actually he's like my, that teacher uh, is Lee Barnes and he's uh, the single reason why I, I, I write now. Oh, wow. Um, it's wow. because he took me under his wing and said, you're not bad at this. You should maybe do more. And, you know, I wrote a terrible story um, that he very gently told me was terrible in front of the whole class. Oh. <laughs> But then he said, there's this sentence right here. Um, he goes, I wish I had written that sentence. Wow. And that's the thing that like fueled me for at least the next five years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and he told me I could do it. And I went, well, he's got books out. So obviously he knows what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Right. And, and so that's the thing I did. And the stories in that book are stories uh, uh, that 2005 BAMs are the ones that I come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're perfect to me. <laughs> yeah. And that Lahane story in particular is one, it's still my high bar. Um, there are a lot of stories that I love, but that one is the one that I could have read so many times 
and 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 just just to like okay i need to touch base with who i am as a writer what mm-hmm. i want to be and i would read that story mm-hmm. so i totally get that i um i recently pulled i think i think i told i made me mention this on last week's episode i pulled um amelia gray's gut shot and threats down off my shelf so that i could mm-hmm. open them and page through them and remember you know, mm-hmm. you just like need to remember what you're in it for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Need to see someone yep. being like so brave and, and so themselves and mm-hmm. just accomplishing this thing that you also are compelled to try. Yeah. I think that's yeah. beautiful. With anthologies, especially, I mean, obviously not Amelia's books, but like BAM, I, I remember distinctly finding, I can't remember. It was, I think it was vintage contemporaries, the one that the canceled Richard Ford put together, but there's stuff in there that still like, I never would have encountered it for the first Scott Bradfield. I think the first time I came across his work or Barry Hanna, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, probably even like, I uh, like Joy Williams was probably the first time I was exposed to her. Oh, so many names where you're seeing it for the first time and you're kind of like, what is this? And then it's like, Oh my God, exactly what you're saying, Nikki, where it's just like, it's a whole world is opened up to you, but it feels, I think more approachable in that, in that form in that anthology form, because mm-hmm. you know, that's what they're designed to do. It, it feels like it's okay to, to not have a deep knowledge of this stuff yet. It feels like, okay, maybe I can kind of dip yeah. my toe into this. I, yeah. They're, they're really pretty special in that way. Yeah. And it, for somebody who's new to trying to have fiction or short fiction in particular. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, there, there aren't any, you go in without any rules, like mm-hmm. just write it. And, and so the rules that I had were the ones self-imposed, like, well, I obviously, I need to write it like this because that's how they do it. And mm-hmm. every, you know, my desire to write more always came directly after coming across a writer who did something that I didn't expect. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, there are no rules. And then I'll just apply a different rule to myself, but still like I would just, Oh, there's a new way of doing, there's constantly a different way of doing it and, and digging out of all of that and figuring out what it is that I write and why I write that and why I write the way I do Mm -hmm. came out of reading those. What do you think it is about crime? Did you, you know, you said you were watching a lot of HGTV but were you also watching, were you also watching, you know, like um, Wicked Attraction or Discovery on ID or whatever, the, all those true crime shows, or, or is um, it more literary crime that you're drawn to? How, in my 20s, it was definitely <laughs> the thing I did when I was pregnant. I would watch like Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> yes. Um, give it to me. Until like, I would just like, because, you know, it would just be like on A&E and it would go into the night, like just, and I was so miserable pregnant with all of them at some point uh, without fail, I'd be up, you know, into the wee hours and I would just watch them all Mm -hmm. until I got to the point where I scared my own self. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I had to start watching like forensic files because the bad guy gets caught. Yes. Okay. I can sleep now because I could not sleep. I will say unsolved mysteries has a podcast now. And the man who narrates it is so good. And so like, terrifying (laughs) so uh and it's like all new stuff it's not like they're not recycling their old stories so i I would recommend that if you're ready to be um unsettled (laughs) oh i gotta i have to think about that because yeah i was like i'm honestly got 
I am such a chicken, but there was something about being pregnant and watching like those things that just did it for me. I don't know why. But before that, um, my mom uh, was big on um, old uh, mysteries, Sherlock Holmes. I watched Mm -hmm. those movies with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, it was all the movies. Like I had, you know, of course, the Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys uh, series of books. But it was really watching those movies with my mom that that helped kind of like shape me towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had a very vague understanding of what like noir was, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, later when I really dug into writing and trying to understand the genre uh, of crime as a whole, I got into you know what is noir and things like that, and found writers like Megan Abbott. And Krista mm-hmm. Faust, um, you know, uh, who were writing um, things, you know, Hollywood glam, you know, 50s noir, you know, and the movies that inspired that, you know, like Gilda and Laura, um, you know, it, it is much, it's scary, like gothic ones that were, I was always scared, <laughs> such a chicken, <laughs> but like, you know, Vincent Price movies, you know, yeah. the back in the day, the house on Haunted Hill and, mm. and things like that. But he, you know, those, those are the things that kind of like shaped my idea of what um, mystery and uh, uh, crime was. I mean, as much as I loved uh, Agatha Christie, I didn't really discover that till later. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really those early, like, you know, Sam Spade, Philip Marlowe type uh, PIs that were, you know, you run into or mm-hmm. like Charlie Chan movies or the mm-hmm. Nick and Nora, the Thin Man movies. Mm-hmm. Those were a favorite. Um, and then, you know, at some point it just uh, I tried to write science fiction we shouldn't really talk about it. It's a very dark period. (laughs) I, I love it so, so much. Like it is, there is nothing I've read more of than probably science fiction. I mean, like crime and that really just truly, truly. It is my favorite thing. Um, uh, Give me a spaceship and a crime. So here's all of my money. Yes, I don't please. care if it's good or bad or whatever. I, I'm in it. I'm here for it. Um, but I, all of that built into, okay, I need to write a thing. What am I going to write? Okay, let's, let's write a mystery. And I wrote a terrible story where a wife kills somebody. And that became my thing. <laughs> yes. I have lots of wives killing people. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Let's dive into that. <laughs> so I said I was married and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right, right. Do you, have you ever scared yourself when you were writing? Um, no, because they were so far away from who I am mm-hmm. like I, I can't even say like I gave them these desires so I wouldn't act on them like in the, <laughs> in, in the early days of me writing it it was like I have you know I loved my husband yeah um I was stressed out by lots of other things but I loved my husband so but I like the idea of of women pushed to that edge and yeah. like you know what I'm gonna get me some revenge and I'm like yes girl go get it like, <laughs> yes. oh, I have to write that don't I <laughs> you know and yes. and you know guns 
always felt too easy. And so mm-hmm. somebody almost always had a knife um, because love is a very personal thing. And that's what drives a lot of the, the plot in my stories. It's the reason why people are doing bad things because mm-hmm. they love someone and can't have what they want um, or, or they need to protect them um, or get their revenge because they've been left, you know, broken hearted women um in particular are my thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't i don't yeah i I, again i always say it but i probably do need therapy yeah that's okay (laughs) Uh, every writer that has ever existed yeah therapy (laughs) there you go (laughs) what kind of work were you doing um and are you doing you know like for money uh (laughs) whatever no um so (laughs) I do actually, I still work in the same field I worked when I started. Um, I worked for civil engineers. So I am a designer. So um, in the early days, I worked for companies who were doing a lot of residential. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a hand in um, stripping the desert and adding to all of that. That's my (laughs) um, guilt. Um, And uh, now um, we're the office I work at is mostly commercial, but I put together those plans and, you know, push them through the agencies and am on construction sites and wow. dealing with the little things that pop up that way. But we do that all the underground, all the, all that stuff. I draft all that and oh, wow. do that. So very <laughs> different from what you do on the page. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's only really the last few years that that has cut crept in even like as a reference point for somebody having a job mm. like they've been a very separate things like at work i am like i said my name my first name is tamara and it is my my official on my birth certificate name so that's the name i go by at work but it is it is you know there there are separate halves of me for a long time mm-hmm. that you know they they did they never the two i didn't talk about my writing at work i didn't talk about any of it um because i mean i think there comes a point where you have to own up to I'm a writer, mm-hmm. SIL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then people have all these weird questions, you know, that yes, that you don't have worst. a satisfying answer for. So then it becomes weird for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's a crazy thing to say I am a writer, mm-hmm. at least to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it feels like you have to have a certain level of confidence about what you're doing that I uh, barely have. <laughs> that's crazy but, but i have two books so i yeah. kind of have to like own it right yeah <laughs> you have two books you're being anthologized in bams and also uh yeah. i just saw you're doing another anthology right yes yes yeah this was like the last year i've been invited to anthos so like yeah we, we've hit the point where i'm getting invited to things and yes. it's Amazing. thrilling um but i didn't know that that was i <sighs> I would tell baby writer me that maybe she should stop sooner. <laughs> oh, get out. Oh. Well, you know, publishing I is, do. is, is a hard, yeah. a hard thing. And if I had known, I would have noped out real early. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you know, 32 year old newbie writer me was not up to that. Um, which I guess is good because I had a long lead time into being, better and being somebody who was published yeah I, my agent referred to being a writer as um being someone who's prof- who is a professional 
rejection artist or I can't remember exactly what he said. <laughs> your job oh is God. to be rejected basically because the acceptances are so few and far between <laughs> and they feel so big. So they eclipse all of it and they feel so yeah. wonderful. Um, yes. But yes. yeah, it's, 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 it puts hair on your chest. It does. <laughs> it does. And I like, I, I just want to say, so the first story I ever sent out was uh, accepted. And I was like, oh my oh, God, wow. this is I've amazing. Done it. <laughs> three years later there was not another single like oh after that oh. it was years yep. and i'm like that was a nice taste i had of that mm-hmm. like, what happened there i know my first story i i got accepted by nerve and that was mm-hmm. back when they would pay writers and i got 500 dollars. oh my god for the for this story called the fence which is in my book and um yeah that was your first one that was the first uh, story I got published I sent it to nerve because Sarah oh. Levine had been in nerve and I was like oh, okay. okay I'm gonna see if they like this yeah and and it was $500 and I was like oh my god okay it's happening like I somebody yeah. else the ball is rolling down the hill <laughs> it's all gonna snowball from here from here yeah uh-huh. and it really is like it's a roller coaster so it's like sometimes you're like chugging 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 up the hill and then sometimes there's like this really fun like woohoo down and uh-huh. then you know sometimes you're vomiting <laughs> over the side and <laughs> you know like it's not ever like a straight line no and I'm always queasy <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly my digestive tract can't take it anymore <laughs> no well how do you get the writing done uh before times because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like the whole all of 2020 is just mm-hmm. this different thing and it's like really there's two years of my life I'm never getting back because of last year. Um, and your collection came out in 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like, oh, it was so long ago. I'm like, it hasn't even been a year. No. So right, right. it is so, yeah, time is very strange, uh, this last couple. Um, but I now write... Uh, I'm kind of in a bad place writing, mm. but before I wrote, uh, you know, when, when it's new and it's fun, it's like, it's like falling in love. It's a yep. new thing and you can't wait to do it again. And it's just, and it gushes out of you and you're cheating on every other part of your life and you're yes. doing it everywhere and all the time. And it doesn't matter if it's bad or not. It's just there. And it's, you know, I just poured myself out um for for six seven years straight Mm -hmm. Mm um and then uh it kind of dried up around 2011 2012 Mm. and I didn't really write much of anything but I had all this work that because I poured it out and I didn't know what I'm doing so I had all these things that were unfinished or weren't good enough for anybody to take um that i you know, slowly had to, okay, what is wrong with this thing? How do I teach myself how to fix it? Mm. And how did you teach yourself? I read, um, the, the, the writers I wanted to be like, Mm -hmm. uh, I read Melissa Bank. I read, uh, Ken Bruin. I read, um, you know, Megan Abbott. Um, I read, you know, anything, anything, anyone, tangentially 
connected to those people I read out from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I distinctly remember finding, uh, is, it, is, it, is it last night uh, at Red and Lobster? Um, this, oh God, Stuart Ronan. Oh, I, yeah. I discovered uh, him. Yeah. La- was it last night at the Lobster or something? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found, I like, and I read like a bunch of his um you know i've and, never and, read any Stuart or nan oh he's so great but know, it's I'm just gonna change it <laughs> <laughs> um those 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 stories were just they were so great and i'm like i i could do better and look how these people are doing it and i would just just read it over and over again i always went back to that lahane story um mm. until glenn I, I just look at that. And I'm like, cause this, that was like the ideal mm-hmm. because it is so much more about <sighs> there's the crime, but there's like a crime and a crime, but the point of it, it's about identity and who we are um, before and after somebody loves us. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is speaks to me in such a way, but I don't know why. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. And I read things, um, I read the people who talked about Lahane and I read Lahane and I read, you were in your uh, own little MFA program. I yeah. was, um, you know, cause I had to do something cause mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know. I didn't know how any of it got done. You know, it was the time of the blogs and I like mm-hmm. followed Sarah Weinman and, and, Ugh. uh, <laughs> You know, and everybody she recommended, I would like and write that down. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um, and there was, you know, the 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 online the online crime fiction world was a very uh, small one, and I feel I still feel like it's a very small community of writers. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they they you know all they do is talk about their favorites. I mean, I, I suppose that's like that with all writers everywhere, but um, in, in this very niche genre, all they do is talk about their favorites and the people I didn't know. And, and you know, short stories get uh, short shrift, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot of true just crime short stories. I mean, over and above like Alfred Hitchcock magazine and Ellery Queen magazine, um, just people publishing different places who are writing these things mm-hmm. and so I just chased around my favorites until I got better um, and I don't really know when that was or when I just decided that I can't be them so I have to be me mm-hmm. and I think that was like the moment that it got better for me because there's mm-hmm. um, I think in my book there's a few stories from the early days of me writing, but most of it comes from that latter half or that, that period of time where I was rewriting, trying to figure out why nobody would take my story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Like, I think we all spend so much of our younger writing lives, our newer writing lives, trying to write the thing that we love. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my, my Lahane story the one that I keep trying to write over and over and over mm-hmm. again is uh, Joyce Carol Oates story called where are you going? Where have you been? And yes, I yes. love that story. It is perfect to yes. me. It does everything yes. I could ever dream mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And so I just keep trying to write that story. But eventually it's like you said, you come to the point where you're like, wait a minute, you know, like I can't write this. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to fucking be who I am. And then you're like, that's so silly. Of course I'm going to be who I am, you know, but it does, (laughs) you have to come to that realization. And you know, that's, that's huge. That's a huge breakthrough, I think for, for any writer. I'm still figuring out who, who I am as a writer. And that's a lot of like, I figured out like one aspect of it, which is what do you write about? I write about love and identity. Thank you. Um, (laughs) um, But I think there's another aspect of that, that I'm working on figuring out. And it's, it's how to dig beyond, uh, I think the, the obvious uh, representations of that. Yeah. there's always a part of me that wants to write the story um, that I've already read, but just fill it with black people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, everybody's already read that, but they haven't read it like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so I think that was also part of, you know, you just can't write that story and then, you know, self-insert a character who, who you know, speaks like you want to, if that was you in that situation. But um, I think that is a starting point, right? Like that's a yeah. Good, I was gonna say I think always, you can totally yeah. you can totally do it because people won't recognize it. I think that's always the thing that's surprising is even when you feel like you're maybe ripping something off wholesale, if you hand it to someone, a lot of times they're like, "Oh wow, yeah, great," you know, and they yeah. would have no way to really reverse engineer where you started. And, and I mean, even someone maybe familiar with the work that you felt like you were ripping off. I don't know. I, I feel like so often those connections are much more personal and, and hard to mm-hmm. hard to track than, than maybe we think they are for me um and it just seems like particularly uh in the early 2000s when it was just the sea of uh very young writers um getting very big deals and mm-hmm. becoming very big deals um, and then I was there with three kids and, you know, approaching my mid thirties and I'm like, I'm never going to be that level. I'm, I've already missed it. You're never getting on onto those, you know, under 35 lists. You're never going to those lists, that. Nikki, Nikki, <laughs> fuck those lists. They are so, and no shade to anyone. Cause there's a lot of writers that I love that have been on those lists, but no, fuck those no lists. Shade. You shouldn't be applauded for your age. <laughs> no, no. I, and I totally get that now. But like, I know, I know what you're 2008, saying. 2008, 2010 yeah. me was very much like, well, we're old now. So yeah. <laughs> you're in BAM. You are in like, give me a break. Like, it's, ama- like, it's amazing. It's amazing. What it I mean, is. just listening to your path. It's so inspiring. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I mean, I, I just if, the fact that you started this conversation be, even before you read and you said you found the anthology at a thrift store and now you're in BAM. That is insane. It, it is, I guess, when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. But I also want to recognize the 2008 you sitting there going, motherfucker, you know, like, yeah, she I, got because, rejected a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that is hard. It, it does feel like, and especially because you're like, okay, I, I think I can get 20 minutes of writing done. And you sit down and seven minutes into it, your kid's like, ma, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> God, I just want to write, this. you know, like, and, and it, be, it feels like the world is slipping away from you. For but sure. then look, it didn't. It did. No, no, I, 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 
I just I also think you just need to grow into the kind of writer you're gonna be. Yeah. Um, I think maturity level that I didn't have as a writer that you know it's like when you have kids you're instantly like okay you're a mom you're Mm -hmm. a dad Mm -hmm. go and you're like supposed to have all this like I'm like where's my download of all this information (laughs) that I'm supposed to have because I read the whole what to expect when you're expecting there's no like there's 75 other books that come after that but none of them really speak spoke to me you know there's no this is how to raise your kid book so <laughs> yeah exactly um and and there was no you know so you, you just you were on the ground and you were doing it and then but to be a writer it was like okay I might as well be you know a kid again because I don't know how to do this mm-hmm. um and so you know I'm reading poets and writers and I'm reading all the blogs and I'm reading everything and I'm like oh so this is what this is supposed to look like and I don't line up to any of that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Which is, I think, also there's a correction happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last, uh, um, you know, decade or so that that's come, particularly in the last few years, of a correction in that mm-hmm. of what a writer's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I guess what the market is looking for, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, because the stuff that they weren't taking from me earlier on. Um, not saying that it was good, but there also wasn't that many places to take it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I mean, like there is, there is, there is, you know, crime is its own little corner and now there's, it, the corner is bigger than it used to be. Um, and, you know, I managed to stick out long enough to like get a, get a little bit in there. And yeah. That's uh, right. You're in the corner. You are in. I'm in the corner. The corner. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I have friends that are, that are in that corner and I have, I mean, that's the other thing, um, a writing community, mm-hmm. having, having somebody, I mean, I didn't have an MFA. I mean, I don't even have a college degree. Um, so I, to find writers like me, like-minded um, who want to talk about it, because even if I'm not writing, I still want to talk about writing yeah, and my yeah. aggravation. I mean, like, you know, don't y'all? I mean, it's... it's... Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know about your your your, your spouses in your, your everyday. Um, but, uh, like, mine was super supportive, but it there, there was no... What are you talking about? You, you, so you're killing somebody? Right. How do you... <laughs> Honey, I don't know how you would do, do, do you want me to ask somebody <laughs> super supportive, but also not quite what I'm going for? So, you, you want know? me to ask somebody? You know, yeah. I mean, Yahoo Answers is gone now, so I can say this. So he went to Yahoo Answers where he's like, what should she do now? And I'm like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> you should write that story. <laughs> the secondhand of you know the secondhand mortification that I have over many things it's just built into me so like I can't I don't watch prank shows because I feel bad for people Mm -hmm. I I don't watch um you know I just I I don't want to see people get really embarrassed because I feel it really badly and I cover Mm -hmm. my face watch like nobody can see me and they're falling down but it's me who's falling down like so this is I could not like this thing has existed on the internet for decades now and i'm just like well i can't even go 
if you had oh, dug deep enough, heart. you would have come across it. And I was like, I appreciate that so much, but oh my God, take it down, take it down. <laughs> and you can't. And you can't. So it was finally like, I have to do better just so I can bury this in the internet search results. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> well, rest in peace, Yahoo Answers. Yes. Yeah. 401 out for you tonight. Yep. <laughs> well, you said that that you're not in the best place right now, writing wise. Um, yeah. Is that because of the the pandemic or? You know, it's very much, I, I, it's part of the pandemic, but also my writing was kind of not in a great place anyway. Mm. Um, like I said, after 2012, um, like this, this family stress, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the turndown, I mean, co- completely shut down construction in Las Vegas and I didn't have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. And my then husband had been laid off a year before that. So now we were both laid off. And so, you know, you pick up your life, you circle the wagons and you take yourself off to some other place to go hide out in your dad's basement mm-hmm. um, till you figure out your life. And that's not for me, it's not great for writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, all I, I was, hear that. <laughs> yeah. So like all I was doing was searching you know, unemployment ads. So I get my unemployment benefits and like desperately hoping somebody would hire me. Um, and then that it just, I've never been quite the same. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, it's like the, the years before that uh, were really great. Um, and um, I found uh, being, I, my dad lived in um, Hazelcrest. So that's where I was at. And I had access to Chicago and Columbia College, Chicago, and mm. I met people there. Um, and that, you know, being in that group helped my writing. But once I was out of there, it stopped completely. So um, you, you put your head down and I'm going to do this thing for me, but you also have to feed your kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a job back in the, the you know, the, the world came back. <laughs> turned back on in like 2013 and I got a job and um thought that you know we were gonna okay we're gonna get back on the bike and we're gonna do it all fine and um my marriage ended mm-hmm. so uh, uh it you know and then you're, you're okay let's fine we're still you know we have do this by yourself now and it's gonna be fine and, and, and so I was just really like I would poke at things but I wouldn't write mm-hmm. and then um, I, I just tried to figure out what I'm going to do. And I wasn't reading and I wasn't writing and, and I'm like, God, I'm miserable. So you have to write something. So I started to force myself and, you know, you go and you dig out your old copies of drafts of things that you thought were going to be great. Um, and I put together a bunch of stories and I sent them out and somebody finally took it and said, okay, we'll make a book out of this. And that was 2015. And I said, well, okay, well, I have a book now. So you should be a real writer. You have a book. So, (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because of that, I made other connections and somebody wanted me to write that story for that. I read the mistress, Mm -hmm. um, for like an online radio thing and I sat down and I wrote that and that kind of made me okay well we did this little step um so we'll do this next little step and I wrote something else and um it's come back a little bit but 
like everything else, nothing was like when you first get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think the the most I've written was uh, 2019. I think I wrote four whole stories that year, and I've never That's been tough. proud of myself. Yeah, <laughs> finished, sent them out, um, and 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 it's great. But I can't. I wish I could say this is why I'm not writing. Aha, fix this one thing. But it's everything. It's just me, and it's me in my head. And uh, writer's block is real. I don't care what people say, but it's also in my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still healing, right? Like you're still in the healing process, and then and then the pandemic happened, and it's like you know. Yeah. Well, I'm like, okay, I'm home now. It was gonna be great. Yeah. No, I just I'm just home. Yeah. Um. Yep. Not writing. Um. And not reading. Like I don't like. How's your focus? Because like mine's shot. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I. I for me it's like that's that's my my sense of self is like my little like five pages I get to read every day and whatever writing I get to do every day and I'm a better mom if I get if I get those things yeah um and sometimes I just I like you know I I have days where I just I don't have anything to say but I I force myself to type because Mm -hmm. I want I want like little breadcrumbs to come back to and, and work with, you know? Yeah. But I, I would say like after my first baby was born a- a- after, like after each kid was born, it took me like, it took me years, to, you know, mm-hmm. like to get back into, cause it sets you outside of yourself, any big event like that, you know, like, and I, and I think yeah. in some ways giving birth is, is kind of a trauma. I mean, it's a trauma on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you're, you, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, and when I say you, I mean me, yeah. <laughs> you have fundamentally changed and, and you know, yeah. that it, get, it takes, it takes time to get, to wrangle your writing voice back, you know, to sort of like, it's mm-hmm. always like, sort of like swimming around you, like an octopus or something, but mm-hmm. then you have to, you know, you have to find a way to fasten it back onto your head. What am I saying? But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's it just, it takes time. It takes time. And, and when you are a, a writer, it feels like it already takes too much time as it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I don't have the time to spare. Yeah. I mean, if you're on your own internal deadline, mm-hmm. um, you know, which you're okay. No, I'm going to come back to that any minute. Okay. Well, it's been three years. You're going to come back now. Oh, <laughs> right. Now. right. Right. Um, internal deadline that's so real i mean it's like this the self-imposed like (laughs) there's so much meaning attached to those i feel like that's really how i mark time it's like Mm -hmm. either i am waiting for someone to give me you know some kind of feedback on something or i'm waiting on a yes or a no on something or i just know that i have to get 15 pages before such and such date so i can submit it to whatever and it's like yeah exactly it's these it's like, that's really where, oh my God, I almost a meaning comes from in my life, which is like <laughs> no, embarrassing, but it's true. But it's true. I mean, it's I, true. I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary how powerful those, um, those internal deadlines, as you said, are, it's, it's yeah. wild. Um, I but mean, you're staying they're... connected, right, Nikki? I mean, like you're still like very much in the world of writing, even as you're not, you know, putting anything down on the page. Yeah, I have, I have um, a 
friend I talk to pretty regularly, um, mostly about his writing, but even in doing that, that's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's to keep, I mean, thinking about your writing is still writing. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, yeah. I, I, I fully you know, <clears throat> believe that. Um, and so talking to him about his helps me, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's like, well, I don't think this works or no, no, no. What do you think about that? And I'm like, I don't love it, but maybe if he did that or, <laughs> or I love it, dude, which is usually what it is because he's an excellent writer and he really, he just needs somebody to bounce, you know, the words off of, and I'm huh. like here for it. But, um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I think we're going to do this with this character. And I'm like, please don't kill her. I like her. Don't kill her. <laughs> I mean, you do what you want, but don't kill her. But, you know, it's it's how, you know, he writes novels and uh, mostly, and I mostly write short stories. Um, he writes everything, really. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's good to have someone who, A, is also somebody who is just the next level up. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, he's that good mm. and I'm not, uh, uh, you know, he's, he just to read what he's working as he's working on it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's how he's putting together his book. No, no, I see that. That's good. You know, um, is he, in writer- uh, he is not in bound. Oh, okay. Just, just want to make that. <laughs> he is my friend and he him not being in bam is really just an oversight i feel i'm just um, i just want to build i want to build you up a little bit you were being a little too hard on yourself <laughs> no like i know i know the things i'm good at and like i can't write a novel like i have tried i know how a novel works i have yet to write one i've written a novel in stories that which counts. is what the first one is but you know, a traditional, you know, novel has escaped me. Like, I, I, I think I'm slowly just coming to grips with the fact. If you, if we you don't were, need any more traditional novels. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> if you wanted to do it, you would do it. I, I, I really feel like like people who are like, ah, how do I write the novel? How do I know? It's like, I'm not sure that you, if you're obsessed by it, you will just do it. I mean, you know, it's the same way you were obsessed by these short stories and the ones yeah. that you came back to that is really what you were obsessed with and that's why you got so good at writing them and that's why you are where you are i mean if you were upset if you really were obsessed with wanting that's to write nice. one of these novels you would do it i i i you know i think sometimes people are so hard on themselves with not having written a novel yet or whatever it's like yeah i bet it hasn't hooked you in the same way whatever form you're working with has and that's okay it's fine that's the way it should be. And I will say like, I'm in a phase right now and I have been for years where writing stories is harder. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, Going back yeah. and forth is hard. I, mm-hmm. I've been, uh, it's been uh, almost five years on the thing I've been working on uh, a novel and I would re- short stories are what I love most. And I would love to go back and write short stories, but it's like, it is hard to get back into that brain after like, thinking novel 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 for so long it mm-hmm. it is they are different i mean as far as mm-hmm. just a, a moment even just from a momentum standpoint i feel like mm-hmm. um because what you described nikki as far as like that six seven year period where you were just like always working on a story i i had a period like that too and that is the best feeling mm-hmm. when you can kind of like cha- like chain smoke them almost like go <laughs> yes. from story to story and like it, it really is a high because of 
the rate of like completing something whole and then on to the next. And it's like, that's an amazing feeling that you really don't get from working on a novel. And yeah, yeah, I would love to get to that point again, but I, it's, it's hard to get in that headspace for sure. Yeah. God, it was, yeah. Chain smoking. That's really, that's, that's perfect right there. Yeah. (laughs) It's that. It is very much that it, it, it's, um, no, but I guess it, it is very much, um, residual, all the things I learned when I was trying to figure out how to be a writer. Um, and you gotta have a novel, says yeah, every agent no. ever. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do. You know, they do say that. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, Amy Hempel doesn't have a novel, but I am no goddamn Amy Hempel. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're Nikki Dolson. Yeah. Yes. And you get a dog on- like her. <laughs> Uh, I would love that dog too. Yeah, she's got a the great whole thing. dog. Yeah, I told my kids because um, they're like, "We want a dog." No, I don't have little ones like y'all do anymore. Right. But my youngest is uh, going to be a senior this year. Wow. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, I just mean in terms of like your your old your young. Wait, did you say your oldest is going to be a senior or your youngest? My youngest is going to be a senior. I mean, like when you level to that as a mom, it's got to be so wild and heart-wrenching and just everything all at once um i was listening to uh your your uh the podcast with uh amber amber sparks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um y'all were talking about like bathroom time and it reminded me of my youngest like you know i'm in the bathroom hiding out essentially and the little (laughs) hands and the little toes that peek underneath oh, yeah. yeah and my youngest would send his hot wheels cards to me because he wanted me to have them if i was going to be oh, in there a long time oh, like that's God. what <laughs> yeah and now he's gonna be uh he's 18 this september and wow. he's a senior oh you my know? gosh yeah and my no, and in those moments 26 <laughs> oh my gosh those <laughs> moments when they're being so cute they're sent you know like sending the little hot wheels mm-hmm. for me I'm like, I know this is so cute and precious, but I also am like, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's cute now. Then I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mommy just need another minute. Please, please go away. Please. <laughs> it just like, yeah. To like get your head on straight and, and to come out of work mode to, you know, mom mode, yep. parent mode yep. for sure. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. I love her story and it's her stuff's good. It's like hard scrabble. Yeah, I read um most of the stories in Love. Let me pull it up here. Love and Other Criminal Behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh I think the one that Nikki read is um a great example of the stories in there and mm-hmm. if that's something that you dig man you should pick up that book because it's got a lot of that it was it was really good i really love our man julian which is i think the penultimate story um okay it's about like this older man in in uh california and i don't know it feels it feels like like oh yeah i like that one the, 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 yeah. yeah the one with the cane but it, yes. it also feels kind of bigger Yes, that's what I was going to say. It does. Yeah. It totally does. It like it feels um like <laughs> I I I feel so lame saying this over and over again cuz we say it a lot, but I felt like it could be a novel. 
I was like, but oh, yeah, she I can mean, make this into a novel. That, that that opening paragraph of that story could easily be the opening of a novel. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I don't feel that way about all of them because no. and you shouldn't. They're short stories, but yeah, definitely Armand Julian feels like it could be a bigger story if she wanted it to be. Yeah, everyone go buy that book. It came out in 2020, yeah. so it deserves another look, yes. another yeah. round of excitement. Um and yeah, her her story Neighbors is going to be in Best American Mystery and Suspense. Pretty awesome. Definitely cool. And uh yeah, she was she was great. Mm-hmm. It was funny when she was talking about figuring out where to send stories. I can't re- even remember now where she said, but she said she figured out where to submit based on whatever I can't even remember the writer she mentioned, but I submitted I figured out where to submit because of where you published. I mean, you know that. I've oh, told that's you right. that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But like I know that's um, how I rule too. Yeah. I mean, I literally would just be like, okay, where's Lindsay popping up? And I would submit there. And you need you need to have someone that you can track like that because yep. it's hard when you're starting out, it's like it's not even whether or not you have good taste or not. It's just like, you literally don't know the places. Yeah. There's like, there's nowhere like, Hey, start here. And you know, when she was talking about how she was reading all the blogs and she was reading poets and writers, I can remember picking up poets and writers and like reading it and just like trying to find myself in there. And you can't, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and I just really related to how she was saying, like, I didn't see the writer that I was. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like it's, and eventually, you know, the poets and writers will feature writers that are like you or feature you. And, and, you know, then it starts to, then you start to see those things, but, but it is crazy. You just sort of like, I, I can remember Googling like where to submit. And then there's all these mm-hmm. wacky lists that come up that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, half the links don't work. Right. Cause you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's funny too. I mean, even the journals now they're, they've all changed hands it feels like mm-hmm. and like i i am like way out of touch on online journals at this point mm-hmm. but yeah me too I and i know. have all these stories and i want to send them out and i just don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know where to go like i used to know yeah i mean other than i consistently have been liking joyland um, oh my god they're so good joyland's yeah. been on a roll recently the aaron summer story was mm-hmm really really good and then there was another one recently that i really liked and i can't remember which one it was but there's something too just about their general aesthetic that i like the art is consistently mm-hmm. great um of alex higley um, yeah nice good guy that's the story uh, Lindsay hunter right, yeah Lindsay right. hunter's been published there she's a good one um and the other one that i another one that i like to send to sometimes just this small little place called the new yorker <laughs> oh sure the new yorker yeah so it's Joyland and the New Yorker. That's if it. you listeners right. need to Google. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, what was I guess? But someone was saying, my, my buddy Kevin Stern was saying online, he said he asked on Twitter, he was like, Do you think there are too many journals? And I, I my instant thought was there are way too many journals, but there's also not enough good ones. I you know, not enough well, I think it's true. I, I don't mean it as a burn. It's just like, I don't think a lot of them break through the mm-hmm. noise, you know, and, but yeah. uh, uh, good writing week. Are you still crushing? Still crushing. I actually, um, speaking of brave, I've been trying to just be like utterly brutal. And I ended up 
you know, like I told you, I was almost to 30,000 words and I deleted 8,000 words. Oh, wow. Eight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because God. I, you know, I mentioned this last week that I realized what perspective the book needs to be in. Mm-hmm. And so I deleted all the other perspectives and then I had to delete, I had to rework a bunch of other scenes. And, and it was great though, because I, like, I more than ever just want, like, I don't want to I just want to say what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go too far back and like explain, you know, like, and so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make it my wind up toy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it felt like, and I, I spent like four days trying to talk myself out of it, you know, like, no, we could make this work, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then just like, I was, I had like a big chunk of time to write. Thanks honey bunna. Um, because <laughs> my mother-in-law was here. So they took the kids and, um, I just did it. I just deleted. That's awesome. I, I put it into another document. You know, that's how you can always sure. trick yourself. You can always trick yeah, yourself yeah. like, oh, no, this isn't permanent. That's the best trick, though, because you'll never open that up. Never, never again. And I'm glad. And so now I'm just rebuilding. And and it's been really fun. It's been really fun to just like, it, it was freeing, deleting all that stuff and, you know, like reworking everything. So that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. I just need time. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, I've, I've started reading, um, Lisa Tadio's animal. Yeah. I started as well. Hint, hint and everyone. Yeah. 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 Future guest, future guest. And I finished, um, whip smart by Melissa Phoebos. Oh yeah. 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 And, um, that had a lot of really interesting revelations in it, um, mm. that I enjoyed. So I'm, I'm excited to, to read Abandon Me, which I think is her second one. <clears throat> That's a great title. Ben wants everyone to know he finished um, Deacon King Kong. He read me the first paragraph of that book. Have you read it? No, um, but I, I have heard good things. Yeah, we were just, um, we were talking about first paragraphs and he read me the first paragraph of that book. And <clears throat> you're immediately within like the first two sentences, you know where you are, what year it is, you know who you're looking at. It's like masterful. And then Ben told me that actually you also know in that first paragraph, everything that matters in the rest of the book. Love it. It's amazing. That's it. (laughs) Oh no, I have more. Um, We watched this movie last night called save yourselves. Don't know it. And it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. And it's also part of the Hulu sans. Did we talk about that before? How all the good movies are on Hulu? Yeah, Mr. Mom's on Hulu. Okay, Mr. Mom. That's an example. Mm -hmm. But like last weekend, we watched this movie called Spontaneous, or two weekends ago, we watched a movie called Spontaneous, which is about exploding teenagers. Wonderful. It is like like a rom-com also. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I've mentioned that movie Alone, which is about a serial killer, but like an interesting serial killer Mm -hmm. or like an interesting serial killer movie. And it's all on Hulu, people. <laughs> Sputnik, that's another one. Nikki mentioned. Sputnik. I meant to say this to Nikki. Uh, Sputnik is a movie. It's Russian and um, it's a spaceship and it's crime and it's uh, it's everything she could want. Get her back on the horn. We got to tell her about Sputnik. Nikki, are you listening? She probably saw I, it. The last movie I watched on Hulu was The Sisters Brothers, which. Oh, I love that book. Fucking rips. Uh Patrick DeWitt needs to write another book so I can be happy again. I've never read any of his books, but. Oh my I, God. What? You would love them. Would I really? I got to yes. check them out. They're incredible. Yeah. 
No, I like, get out of here. More Ben, more Ben. <laughs> He's trying to talk shit about the last Patrick DeWitt book. Oh, he doesn't no, know. I read it. Honey, are you talking, isn't it called French Exit? You loved that book. He's okay, too, here, he's here's too some busy with the Normason still. <laughs> yeah, listen. That was a nope. long, that was a novel that should have been a story. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> On the top ropes. <laughs> okay, anyway, let me tell you something about Ben. Okay. If you guys are interested in Ben's corner, here's a yes. truth about Ben. He will read a book and as he's reading it, he'll be like, oh my God, honey, this book is so good. I cannot get enough of it. I love this book so much. Like he'll just be over there in his corner, like, oh, oh, oh or he'll be like, oh, or he'll be like, oh my God, now that person can write. And he'll just be like pooping his pants about how great the book is. And then like five days later when he's done, and, you know, five days have passed, I'll be like, oh yeah, but you really love that book. And he'll be like, yeah, it was all right. Every time. And sometimes he'll go back and edit his Goodreads reviews. <laughs> He is a tragedy. What a monster. He is giggling over there. He will. Like, he'll just go on and on like, oh, this book, this book. And then I'll be like, oh, so did you give it five stars? Eh, three, three stars. Maybe four. God. Jesus Christ. He's a mess. He <laughs> loved, he loved French Exit. We both read it at the same time. So get mm -hmm. out of here. Okay. Anyway, you would love him. Yeah. I got to check him out. The movie is great though. It's uh Jacques Edouard. I don't know how to say, I think it's Edouard, but he's maybe my, maybe my favorite filmmaker. Mm. And uh, also on Hulu, Deepon, D-H-E-E-P-A-N. Great movie. Okay, I'm and if you up. ever, uh, if you ever saw the movie, oh my God, I'm forgetting the prison one. Wait, Deepon, can you spell that again? D-H-E-E-P-A-N. Rust and Bone, Rips, a prophet is the one I'm thinking of. A prophet, if you haven't seen a prophet, Honey, you know who would like that? Nikki would like that movie. That is the all these movies are just like absolute rippers. They're all the same filmmaker? All the same filmmaker, yeah. Okay. Um he's he's yeah, just like there's hard. like huge energy to his movies and just they always have a moment where I just feel like movies don't get better than this like it's just i don't know i'm i'm a total fanboy for him um this is awesome yeah i think you would really like the rust and bone is i think you would love rust and bone it's so good um anyway i've actually been reading i've been i'm doing an event with a buddy for their book coming out geez today's sunday on tuesday my buddy Alex McElroy has a book coming out called The Atmospherians. And so I've been rereading it because I read an earlier draft. And so it's been really fun because I think I read that draft over two years ago. Wow. And so now I'm reading the finished book and going to talk to them for their event. And it's just, it's been so fun to kind of remember what the draft was and then see this finished book and it's a really good book. It's it's a it's a lot of fun. So I would definitely I'm recommend so picking that one up. Them. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, people are uh, buzzing about that book for sure. And they got to come on. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Alex is great. Um, so yeah, that's that's been fun rereading. I haven't had that experience where I've read like a really early draft of something and then had it actually get published later on by a buddy this is the first time that's happened to me so this wow. has been really fun i'm sure you've had that happen a bunch but 
Um, I read a draft of The Grip of It. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were the chapters the same length in that early draft that you read? Because that's the thing I always think about with that book is how you get absolutely hooked by just like the page and a half chapters. It's just like the most effective tool to keep you in. No, they were. And it gives this feeling of like, like strobing almost. Mm. And it's disorienting, you know? And like, you're trying to get this like comfort, this feel of like place, but she, Mm -hmm. she kind of rips you, you know, out of it with those, with the shortness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I can't wait for her. Have you, do you know anything about her? uh, The book she's working on right now? I don't. I think it was like a hundred thousand words. Oh, wow. Maybe, no, maybe even like 200,000 words. And she has like for the past two years been whittling it down. Oh, wow. And it's uh, based on a a Duke, I think, or a King, like a Belgian Duke or a Belgian King. This is sounding vaguely familiar from something she posted, but I can't remember now. She's been doing like crazy research for it. Um, Yeah. I think it's coming out on, um, fsg originals and she's been in san diego for so long now i know weird god so weird hi jack we love you (laughs) hi jack alex where can they sign up to to see you and alex's event for the atmospherians so if you go to pilsen community bookstores website they have an event page and i think there's just a link right there easy um, or you could go to Alex McElroy's Twitter or my Twitter and there'll be a link somewhere and right, it's right on. It's uh, the 20th. So Thursday, May 20th. Excellent. Bye. Bye. I'm a writer, but is recorded by Alex Higley and me, Lindsay Hunter in our respective basements because there's a pandemic out there. Please wear a mask. Yeah. Editing by Lindsay Hunter. Music by Max Loop. <laughs>